Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc. 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, Inc., 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Hi, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you'd like to play golf, Magnolia Valley Golf Club is offering some specials this week. Give them a call up there at 727-847-2342. They have a 9-hole executive course, and they have an 18-hole par 72. And they've got great food on the 19th hole. So call my friend Pete at 727-847-2342. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Welcome, you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome on this Wednesday evening, Leap Day. I just leaped right into the office tonight. You know that, Cedric? How you doing, Cedric? You didn't have a spring in your step. How's it going? I got a spring in my step. Yeah, at least as, I'm, as long as I'm not lighting the loafers, a spring in the step is okay. Yeah, I think that's what they said. <laughs> anyway, yes, we have a great show for you tonight. We got a couple cool songs. We've got a couple cool clips, and we have a really cool guest coming on this evening, so I'm looking forward to that. Matter of fact, you know, every show we are, yeah, just about every show, I guess we try to give away some gift certificates to the ninth caller, ninth, as in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Can I, nine. Can I, can I also disclose that if you've called and won a prize from the Nostalgic Radio and Cars show... Give someone else a give chance? Give someone else a chance. Uh, I'm okay. just kidding. You're just... Okay, well, at any rate, uh, so, I mean, it's okay to call. We don't. We want everybody to call, and we want everybody to try. It's kind of like the lottery. You know, if you win the lottery last week, and you win it the week yeah. before, and that's cool. It's no big deal. But at any rate, but yeah, kind of give someone else a chance. But anyway, ninth caller. Now, we're going to play a little clip here real quick, and this clip, name this clip, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to my favorite place on Clearwater Beach, Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. So, Sergeant, so go ahead and roll that real quick. Listen, the uh, Daytona Coupe is parked in a ditch. You know that back road uh, in from the track, oh, about a mile and a half in from town? No, no, but you're going to need a hoist to get it back on the road. Yeah, I, I know. I'll learn how to drive someday. Well, I'd, I'd like to know more about you. Your dreams and desires. Uh, what do you want to do? Oh, what a question. What I would really like to do? Something tells me I shouldn't talk. I want to go to the practice track. Will you try the cars up? What do you want to go there for? I want to do something I've never done before. 
I want to drive the car. Fast. Very fast. And not on the road, but on the track. Please, Mike. <laughs> All right. That's getting off easy. That's enough. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Or... Oh, Mike, don't say anything for a moment, please. Oh, that was wonderful. It's something I've never felt before. Something new. You know, to me, the racing car is like some kind of great animal. Like a lion. It roars as though it's proud of its speed. You were the lion tamer, huh? huh? Yes, that's what I was. I wasn't driving a car, I was standing a lion. Well, this lion almost got out of hand for a moment. All right, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Now, that was a movie, and I'm going to give you a clue here, okay? All you guys know that I, or most everybody listens, if you listen to the show a lot, you'll know that I'm a big Shelby fan, okay? There was two Shelby products in that particular movie, and the movie came out in the 60s. Uh, and the first car was that was featured was a real, live, one of six built Daytona Cobras, which won the 1965 World Championship, Manufacturer's Championship for Carroll Shelby, the only U.S. manufacturer to ever win a World Championship, World Manufacturer's Championship, okay, was the Shelby Cobra, um, the Daytona Coupe, and then the second car that uh, you heard, which was the uh, track scene was uh, a 65 Shelby GT350. So name the movie. Those are two clues. There was only one movie made that had that particular, those particular cars in there. Now, if I give you the, all right, we already got the phones ringing here. And um, all right, so a little early. But anyway, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The ninth caller will get a $10 gift certificate to Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. Okay. Hey, Cedric, I think we should let everybody in on our other little project that we're working on, which is Speech Rock Radio. And so far, it's been off to a good start. It's yeah. received critical, uh, crit- it's critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. Well, anyway, hey, for you guys, uh, you know that I'm a big music fan, and uh, I really dig the 
60s, 70s stuff. And so does Cedric, I might add. And uh, so anyway, yesterday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon here at the WTAN radio station, AM radio station. You know what's cool about this? I thought about this afterwards. You know, I mean, I mentioned yesterday on the radio show that, uh, you know, too bad it's not stereo because yeah. some of those songs are really, really cool. But keep in mind, back in the 60s, we didn't have FM exactly. stations. So they were AM anyway. So this is a total nostalgic, really cool uh, radio show that we're doing. And we're just playing uh, up to, what, 10, 12 yeah. songs. Cool. I mean, it's going to have, it's kind of progressive rock, progressive, you know, mod music, psychedelic music, some jazz, some southern rock. And then we're going to stay with themes. Yeah. So, you know, we might do some country rock stuff, you know, four or five songs. We might do some psychedelic stuff, some just good old rock and roll and just stuff like that. So tune in on Tuesdays here at WTN AM 1340. And, okay. and, and listen to and Friday night, we're going to give you another sneak peek. At Beach Rock Radio. Yes, and Saturday night, Cedric has his radio the show. Cedric, the Cedric Harris Show, uh, after the Foxy Forum at 11 p.m. We're going we're gonna to do my show for the first half hour, and then we're going to interrupt that, and we're going to come in and give you another a little taste of, of Beach Rock Radio. Cool, and the reason it's Beach Rock Radio is because we're close to Clearwater Beach, and... There's no beach radio station down there, but we'll just pretend that we're beach rock radio, a beach yeah. rock radio station. Our, Matter of fact, our signal is covering the entire uh, the, the, t- the entire Gulf of Mexico Gulf beaches uh, entirely. They're- yeah, so if you're in Mexico, and since it's flat and AM frequency yep. waves travel across the surface, we've we've gotten signal reports on thirteen uh, thirteen forty WTAN uh, all the way up the Panhandle. Uh, oh, really? on the Yeah, on the on the coast. That's cool. It, it, it just follows the salt water straight up the coast. So there's a whole bunch of fishies in the Gulf Stream that are digging They're our rocking music. out. Or people, right. or people in boats. And people in boats. There you go. Okay, so uh, nobody's excluded out there on the, to the west of us. Not even the, <laughs> not even the dogfish. Okay. <laughs> hey, the dogfish. Yes. Okay, anyway, hey, big shout out to my buddy over there, Doug, at the sign shop. Give Dougie a call if you need a sign or if you need a banner or decals, like he's printing those decals up for us. And our banner will be here soon, okay? Give Dougie a call at the sign shop on Madeira Beach, 727. 727- 392-4852. That's 727-392-4852. And uh, also a big shout-out to my friends down there, Mark and John at Cop Cars Online. I was just down there yesterday. and uh, Give them a call, too. they got some really wicked stuff down there. Some cool cruisers, some cool uh, you know law enforcement uh, SUVs. But what they really had was cool is they've got a couple Magnum station wagons. Now, I dig the Magnum wagons. They're 06, 07. Uh, you know, they got the Hemi motor in them. they got all the cop car suspension and, and all the updates and stuff like that. Really Really wicked piece. I think they got uh, 18-inch wheels on them. They're kind of lowered a little bit. I mean, they're a trick-looking piece. I mean, you, you buy one of those, you trick it out a little bit more, put some really cool 20s on it, it's a wicked-looking car. But anyway, give the guys down at Cop Cars Online a call, 727-536-2677. That's 727-536-2677. And then, of course, if you do have a classic car and you do need it worked on, or you have a boat that has an inboard engine, give my friends down there. The whole family works. It's a family. As a matter of fact, these are all family businesses. They're all friends of mine, and I've known all these guys probably 25, 30 years, okay? So these are really, really good people, and I can give you, can highly recommend these people. But anyway, Forte's Inboard and Auto Connection down on 66th Street in Pinellas Park. Uh, actually, that's Largo, but I call it Pinellas Park because it's right on the border. But anyway, give them a call, 727-544-6440. That's 727-544-6440. That's Forte's Inboard and Auto Connection. Remember, this guy's got 50 years worth of reference material to work on your classics. Not to mention, he's been working on them himself for the last 40-some-odd years, and he still has some of the cars he had 45 years ago plus. But anyway, Dom's a really cool guy. Tell him I said hi. Always mention Nostalgic Radio 
cars. Matter of fact, if you go to right. Clearwater Beach and you go to Krabby's Beach Walk Bar and Grill, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you go to Bro's Pizza, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you go to the Rib Shack, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And you know what? You'll get something. And even if you're not going to a sponsor, still mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah, just tell the whole world about it. Cars, you can go right to your computer and Google Tantalk1340.com, right? That's and right. we are live streamed all over the world. The only people that can't see us are the only organisms that can't see us are the little fishies in the water because they don't have access to computers. Right, Cedric? That's right. The dogfish. Okay. Hey, let's go uh, roll that first song real quick. Roll the first song. Yeah, see if you can drop the needle in the groove. That's right. On the old phonograph uh, record player back here. This is Charlie Parker right here with Bird of Paradise from 1947. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727 501 
9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. All right, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, a couple updates real quick on some events coming up. This weekend at Sebring, the Sports Vintage Racing Association has the vintage car races March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Next week, next week is the biggie, is Amelia Island, the Amelia Island Concourse, the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Everybody needs to go to Amelia Island. Google Amelia Island Concourse, the Gallegans, 2012. On the internet, and everything will be there, all the information. It's a three-day, four-day event. Actually, three-day event. you got to check this thing out, because it's really a great show. It's the best car show. It's the best venue. It's the best classic. It's the best... I mean, everything that goes on. you got the RM auctions. You've got uh, uh, Gooding auction. Just It's just cool. I mean, and we're talking state-of-the-art. Some of the best of the best in the world will show up there at this event. I mean, cars from all over the place. And then, of course, Sebring, the 60th running of the 12-hour Sebring is the 16th, 17th, 18th, and then the St. Pete Grand Prix, the week of the 24th and 25th, and don't forget Festivals of Speed at the end of the month. So, hey, let's go ahead and run that next commercial real quick, and let's get our guests on the line. Oh, yeah, we got one more thing real quick. We just had, we're up to the seventh caller, so I'm giving you guys a hint, okay? And the one caller called in and asked if it was the from the movie Grand Prix. No, you're close, but it's the same era. Okay, so you're the movie. I'll tell you what. I'll give you another clue. The movie Grand Prix came out, I think, around sixty seven, sixty eight. This movie came out a few years before that. Okay. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what year it came out. No, I won't tell you what year it came out. <laughs> that might be too much. That might <laughs> All right, be too so much. it came out before the movie Grand Prix. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hey, go ahead. Let's roll this next commercial real quick, and then let's get our guests on the line, and we'll do a little testimonial too. We can throw one of those in. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great pizza shop right here in downtown Clearwater, Bro's Pizzeria, voted number one in the city of Clearwater. They're located at 547 South Fort Harrison Avenue. They have great New York-style pizza, as well as delicious lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs, manicotti, linguine. And if you're in the neighborhood for lunch, they have great hot and cold sandwiches and appetizers. So call 727-441-6025 for takeout and deliveries, or stop by for a veal parmesan dinner and a nice glass of vino. That's Bro's Pizzeria. Check out their website and watch my friend Olti create a spectacular pizza before your very eyes. What would you like on your pizza? Call Bro's Pizzeria, 727-441-6025. That's 727-441-6025. And tell them Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. As most of you know, I'm in the car business, and often I need cars towed. Well, Kotaka's Towing has all the trucks and equipment to meet your needs. Whether it's long distance, short distance, or just around the corner, they can get it done. Kotaka's Towing, located at 1141 Court Street in Clearwater. Also, they have a full-service repair and body shop to meet all your automotive needs. So give my friends Lefty and Joey a call at Kotaka's Towing at 727-447-1952. And be sure and mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you might get a discount. I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yet, sir. I've seen. Mr. Kruger. Two C's, two D's, and an F. That's a 1.2 grade average. Congratulations, Kroger. You're at the top of the Delta Pledge class. Mr. Dolphin. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Mr. Hoover, president of Delta House, 1.6, four C's and an F. A fine example you set, Daniel Simpson Day, has no great point average. All horses incomplete. Mr. Blue... Mr. Blutarski, 0.0. Now I want you to tell Mrs. Stratton and Mr. Schoenstein exactly what I'm about to tell you now. What's that, sir? You're out. Finished at paper, expelled. I want you off this campus at 9 o'clock Monday morning. And I'm sure you'll be happy to know that I have notified your local draft boards and told them that you are now all, all eligible for military service. Well? Well? Out with it. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. That's funny. Anyway, we are back. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I'll tell you what, it's just about time to introduce my special guest for the evening. Let me tell you about this guy. He's a car collector extraordinaire. Okay. He's a racer. As a matter of fact, he's been racing for a long time, probably 40, 40, 50 years, I guess, close to that. And he still has one of his race cars that he bought back in the early 70s. He has also participated in the infamous Cannonball Baker Memorial Run. I guess Sea to Shining Sea. I always say that wrong. But anyway, he is also the founder of the Amelia Island Concourse d'Elegance. D'Elegance. I think I said it right that time. But anyway, it gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show, Bill Warner. Bill, are you there? Oh, yeah. I, I love that, <laughs> that uh, animal house scene. That, that one where he says, face it, you didn't throw up in front of Dean Wormer. You threw up on Dean Wormer. <laughs> you picked a great one. <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate that one. <laughs> And and Maynard, Maynard Ferguson's Give It One. Man, that's terrific. You dig it. All right, cool. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so how you been? I'm worn out. You're worn out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, just about a week out from Amelia Island. Of course, it's, uh, it's crunch time, and, you know, you're working with essentially uh, putting on a, on a golf course uh, in four days with, uh, what the PGA would plan four weeks doing, setting up for. So, but we work all year on this, so... What did it take to convince the guys at the Ritz-Carlton up there at Amelia Island? Now, that's Ferdinina Beach. Am I saying that right? Fernandina. Fernandina. Okay, Beach. It's, uh, just nor- it's almost Georgia, right? It, it is. If you have a whammo slingshot and a cue ball, you could probably hit Georgia from Fernandina Beach. <laughs> okay. But what did it take for you to sell the Ritz-Carlton on that idea? I mean, did they, did they go for that right away, or did, you take some, did it take some uh, effort? Actually, they came to me really? in 1996. Mm-hmm. Or ninety five, really, and wanted to put on a world class show. Now they don't own the golf course, although it's a, it's right there at the front door of the hotel. It's owned by the uh, uh, Carlton Dunes uh, investment firm. There, they're called the uh, uh, Golf Club of Emiliana at Summer Beach. So, uh, at one time, uh, you know, there was a question as to whether we would stay on the golf course. But one year we drew a bigger audience than the seniors tournament did and suddenly decided having cars out on two fairways wasn't such a bad idea. Well, yeah, definitely. Not to mention all the parking that they, uh, they, uh, they, they cash in there, too. Well, that's, we give that to the uh, CAP and the Experimental Aircraft Group. They do that over at the airport, which is about a mile away. Okay. We have to shuttle people. You know, when you have a resort, you don't have a whole lot of parking space on the beach. The property's too expensive. Right. So now, do they do, do they in, incur a lot of uh, damage to the greens during that period of time? No. Not really? No. No, not a bit. Okay, because I know last year when I was there, I mean, the parking, that was actually a pretty good, pretty good setup there, the way they had it set out on the a green down the street. It was a lot closer and a lot more convenient. Well, see, you're a member of the landed gentry. You, you get the VIP media parking. Oh, okay. The, the great unwashed has to go to the airport and be shuttled in. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw those cars, those poor guys walking along the side of the street there. So, anyway, give us a rundown of the, the, the events, the itineraries, you know, starting, commencing on the 9th. I guess that's the yeah, first thir- day, right? Thursday night is the, uh, which is the 8th, is the Rolls-Royce dinner. Okay. Uh, Friday is the road tour, the Ferrari GTO road tour. And the uh, Mark Carr Road Tour for uh, uh, custom coachwork Cadillacs and uh, uh, Cobras. And then uh, we have the Porsche Driving Experience for Hurley Haywood, the five-time winner of Daytona, three-time winner of Le Mans, and two-time winner of Sebring, gives people rides in the latest in the Porsche inventory on the 8,000-foot airstrip down at Mayport. Oh, really? And it's not unusual to go close to 200 miles an hour with Hurley. No, no, he's done that a time or two. They went over 200 with the Carrera GT a few years ago. 
Friday night is the RM auction reception, and uh, Saturday is the RM auction, and Thursday is the Gooding auction down at the plantation. Uh, Saturday night is the Mercedes-Benz Gala dinner honoring Vic Elford, the winner of the Daytona 24-hour and Sebring 12-hour. And then uh, Sunday is the Concord d'Elegance on the golf course. Okay, and that's the big day that everybody wants to be there, right? Yeah, and then Monday night I go to Barber Jeans and get crab cakes and a big pitcher of beer and go home and go to bed. <laughs> and hibernate for a couple of days, right? Yeah, at least. Well, tell us about some of the classes. What are some of the featured cars that are going to be there? I mean, if everybody, if 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 someone's never been to Amelia Island and yeah. you're really trying to pitch it, you know, and you want them to come and participate and experience Amelia Island, yeah. how would you tell us? Sell yourself. Sell well, us on the idea. Uh, first of all, I get there on Friday. Mm-hmm. And see the road tours and and go to the auction preview. Uh, Saturday we have, and Friday afternoon we have a seminar, uh, the Cobra Ferrari Wars. When when you know uh, uh, Henry Ford tried to buy Ferrari and he got mm-hmm. rebuffed, so he decided he'd beat him at his own game. So we've got uh, Bob Bondurant who raced for Carroll Shelby and Pete Brock representing the Cobra side of it, and David Piper and Moro Fajeri who was the chief engineer at Ferrari back then at age 26, and they're going to have a panel discussion of what was discussion of what was going on between Ferrari and Ford back then. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Saturday morning we have a seminar with ten of the, or nine of the greatest endurance drivers of all times. So Jim Hall from Chaparral who won Sebring. you got uh, <coughs> Sam Posey, David Hobbs, Brian Redman, Hurley Haywood, Derek Bell, Joe Bezzetta, uh, oh, wow. Gerard LaRousse from Marseille who, mm-hmm. who drove with Vic Elford and Vic Elford. Uh, Saturday afternoon, you'll probably see about $30 million worth of cars sold at the RM auction. And then Sunday, the classes are 50th anniversary of the Shelby Cobra, 50th anniversary of the Ferrari GTO, 60th anniversary of the Sebring 12-hour race, and 50th anniversary of the Daytona 24. And we'll have uh, 10 cars from over the decades that won either Sebring or Daytona on display. Uh, we'll have the cars that uh, uh, Vic Elford uh, won many of those races with, including four Porsche 907s and three 917s, which are pretty significant cars. And then the custom coachwork Cadillacs. We've got uh, Rita Hayworth's Ghia-bodied Cadillac built in 53. We have a Duesenberg that was in the movie uh, The Gay Divorcee, which is driven by Ginger Rogers. And we have the Cord that Tom Mix unfortunately got killed in years ago. He rode off the road in his valise full of money and, and, and certificates. Hit him in the head and killed him. So, oh, wow. Uh, kind of a morbid side of the thing, but it, the cord's been restored. And, and uh, so we got classic cars. we got brass-era cars. We've got a lot of race cars. We've got uh, Corvettes, special Corvettes that were built for the executives of General Motors, you know, with all the mods, uh, uh, the Mako Shark. Uh, we got cars from the covers of Road and Track magazine with Corvette Astro Three, Astro Two, and uh, uh, another Ghia Cadillac, and uh, uh, the Corvette Serve Three, which was a four-wheel drive, four-wheel steer mid-engine Corvette built in 1990. Oh wow! So there, there is a lot to be seen. Was that the car that was at uh, St. John's over the summer? The, the the Corvette that one, that all-wheel drive one you're talking about? I don't think so. It wasn't up there. Okay, I thought I saw that. There was. Some, I, I know what it was. It was a Pontiac that looked similar to it. That's what it was. Oh, we got a we got a really weird Pontiac coming. It's called a Pegasus. Pegasus. It was built at General Motors, and it has not been seen in public. It was built back in the seventies on a Trans Am chassis, but it's got a Ferrari three sixty five GTB four engine in it. 
Oh, uh, the vice president of General Motors, Bill Mitchell, wanted to demonstrate what a car should sound like, so he put this V12 Ferrari in a Firebird. Is that weird or what? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I had a, a friend of mine. Uh, he's probably listening to the show. His name's Doug Hitch, and his dad used to work for General Motors. And uh-huh. Doug was telling me the stories how General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, they all did the same thing. They would buy Ferraris and exotic cars and Japanese cars. And, you know, Ford would buy Chevrolet, Chevrolet would buy Fords. And and, yeah. and then they would take them and they would kind of like dissect them and build them and play with them. And, you know, just kind of to, to kind of, you know, study the market a little bit. And then they would do these little prototype cars. And just like you said, this is an example, you know, that Bill Mitchell, he appreciated, you know, European exotic cars, for example. And he wanted to take that engine and incorporate it into that particular car and say, hey, look. This is what we need to do. This is what the market is for that that aspect of the market, I guess, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Jim Kinsler of Kinsler Fuel Injection fame mm-hmm. and built fuel injection for sprint cars and things like that right. was a consultant to Rochester Fuel Injection at General Motors. And one day he was driving in the plant in the 60s, and he saw a Ford GT40 going out on a flatbed. And it was a car that General Motors had bought to dissect, just like you said, take them apart, study them, put them back together. And it was going to go to the scrapper. So he bought it, and he still has it to this day. No kidding. Now, a Ford GT40 is, you know, uh, uh, a basic GT40 is probably a million-and-a-half, no. $2 million car. Oh, yeah, how iconic that is. Um, yeah. I had Joe Bortz on the show here a couple uh, last month. Yeah. Uh, what's Joe bringing this year? Um, the Cadillac Valkyrie. Okay. It was a Brooks Stevens-designed body on a 53 Cadillac chassis. It's... Uh, some people would think it's pretty, and some people just think it's goofy. But it certainly is entertaining. That's the one. Now that now Joe Bortz, for for those of us or for the for our listeners, he basically has somehow managed to save and preserve some of the very rare. I guess you would call them uh, their concept cars, right? That's exactly right. In fact, Dave Holes, who was head of General Motors Design, helped him get the Buick Wildcat One, uh, the Eldorado Broom Town Car, the the uh, the one we had last year, the Chevrolet Biscayne from 55. Now, you know, for your listeners, it isn't a, a Biscayne like you think of. This was a concept car. Mm-hmm. And the two uh, LaSalle concept cars. Joe is really, he's really clever and he's really smart. And, and he has followed his dream and been able to find a lot of these really rare pieces. And that's very commendable of him, you know, because if it wasn't for guys like him and in, and in his position with his resources, a lot of these cars would be uh, literally history. Well, uh, the, the Chevrolet Biscayne, which was an all-fiberglass four-door hardtop, very small car, mm-hmm. uh, was chopped up into about a, you know, half a dozen pieces when he found it. And he spent a lot of money. Yeah, he was t- together. Tell me there's a, is it the Warhoop Junkyard or something like that? Yeah. that was in mm-hmm. Michigan or something? The guys- the guy's name was Warholic, but they okay. called the uh, uh, junkyard Warhoops. It's up at uh, north of 14 Mile and Mound Road, and they had the contract to scrap a lot of stuff for GM back then. And then, apparently, as the story goes, not everything got scrapped like it was supposed to. It got kind of hid. Is that the way? That's it is? exactly right. Okay. Yeah. There, there was a. We had a Corvette at, uh, on display at Amelia about 10 years ago. The Reynolds aluminum mid-engine car. And it was scheduled to be scrapped, and a gentleman who will go nameless because I don't want him to lose his job at General Motors uh, couldn't bring it on himself to take it to the crusher, so he hid it at another plant that a friend of his was a manager of. They hid it back under a flatbed and covered it up with a tarp and saved the car. And his boss kept asking him, uh, uh, have you scrapped the car? And his answer was always, it's been taken care of, you know. <laughs> and, and so I asked him, I said, well, how'd you get away with it? He says, well, sooner or later these guys get 
promoted and they go away, and the new guy comes in, he's not aware of it. But they, they save the car, and it's in the General Motors Museum now. That's super. You know, that's what they should have done the whole time. Now, General Motors has, what is it called? Is it called the Heritage, GM Heritage Museum yeah. or something like that? It's actually the Heritage Center is, okay. is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And then that's where a lot of these cars are, right? Yep. So, okay. Yeah. And now is they that, got uh, 400 cars, I guess, something like that. Is that open to the public, or can you just, uh, do you have to sign mm, up for them? No, uh, normally it's not. You you got to have an in. Got to have an in. Okay, that's good. All right, now let's get back to Amelia Island. Now, Amelia Island. Yeah. When you each year, you try to come up with a theme. Is that kind of the way it goes? Or yeah, first? and our theme is the fiftieth anniversary of the Shelby Cobra and the Ferrari GTO, and then the, the anniversaries of the uh, Daytona and Sebring races. Okay. Now, if I, how do people get uh, to bring a car there? I mean, are they hand-picked? I mean, what is the process yep. to go through to get... Like, I'm looking at the uh, webpage right now, and it looks like there's a real pretty uh, TDF Ferrari on there, about a 58, 59. The, yep. Okay, sure so... You know your cars. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I come up with themes, and then I've got a few go-to guys, like Mike Sierra on Rolls-Royces and Dale Miller on Porsches, and uh, we kind of hash out, you know, wh- what fits the theme... Mm-hmm. And uh, I get on the phone right after the show's over this year. You know, in March, we're, we're working on 2013, and we'll start sourcing out the cars. But it's all by invitation. Now, we get a lot of people send stuff in. And, of course, when you turn a car down, it's like telling them their wife is ugly and their mother wears combat boots. You know, it's, it's a very <laughs> personal thing. But uh, we try to explain that we're trying to tell a story and, and we're trying to fit themes and, you know, a car that we may not accept this year may fit the theme for next year. Mm-hmm. So we have a pretty good database of what's out there. But every year I try to do a goofy class or an entertaining class. You know, like we did the little Italian cars under one liter we call Exeterinis, you know, Bandinis, Tangulinis, and Tarashis and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, we, we did the great advertising cars with the Zippo Lighter Chrysler and the Moxie Rolls Royce with a big horse on the back. We like to do things that are entertaining and not necessarily a, what someone might say a concourse type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because um, we're talking uh, the only, the closest rival to your event probably on the east coast on the west coast would be Pebble Beach. Um, but you know, one thing I have to say, and I've been to both of them, and I, and I was at Michigan last year too. Out of all the concourses yeah. that I've been to, I think really, and I, and I mean this sincerely, you've got the best layout. I mean, just the way you're the whole. Uh, setup is up there in Amelia Islands. It's once you get parked, it's easy to get around and to see just about everything because it's right there in one location. You know, out in California, there, you know, Monterey, you got to run over to Monterey, then you got to run over to, you know, the little, uh, to Pebble Beach, and then you got to run back yeah. to Carmel, and it's just, you know, you're running back and forth, and then you're out at the racetrack out there at, uh, Laguna Seca. I still refer to it as Laguna Seca, you know, but yeah. that's the only thing that I wish your event had was a vintage race. Any well, thoughts? it's not that we haven't wanted to do it. You know, the Fernandina Beach Airport, which is just 1.8 miles away, mm-hmm. you almost could walk to it. Uh, they raced there back in the 60s. Roger Penske raced there, David Piper, all, all the famous guys, because they had a race between Daytona and Sebring. So they'd, they'd, after Daytona, they'd go up to Fernandina and race in the airport there to sort the car out for Sebring. Uh, we'd like to do it, but the FAA is re- reluctant to. And if we did it the same weekend, it'd really cause us a lot of trouble because we get tons of corporate jets in that weekend i mean okay uh, uh, enough that i think the irs comes out and, and lists their tail numbers to see who's there <laughs> hey well, they do that really do they really they, they really do that's... they do it at the the masters i know wow that's terrible um 
nothing safe anymore, you know. All those offshore corporations, you know. But anyway, well, that's why I paint over the tail numbers on my Gulfstream, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you wish. Now, wait a minute. There's another race. How far are you from Savannah? Oh, 150 miles. Okay, and now there's another one up the road too, but that's uh, that's that's Hilton Head. That's way too far away, right? Uh, that's a yeah. It's about 200 miles. Okay. There's no other venues close by there for a racing. Uh, uh, well, Daytona Speedway, okay, well, uh, and we're working on something right now that would be 15 miles away, but I can't talk about it right okay, now. Okay, that's fine. No, but at least it's in the works, so there, there is yeah. some upside. Okay, super. Speaking of which, now you do some racing yourself. What have you been doing this past year? Have you done some racing? Oh, I ran, uh, let's see, where did I run? Lime Rock. Okay. Uh, with the, I've got the old uh, Group 44X Paul Newman Triumph TR6. It's a two-time national championship car. I've had it for 22 years. And uh, qualified on a pole and blew the engine. Next day, <laughs> oh, drove geez. all the way back. So. Well, did you, did you didn't bring any spare motors with you? Yeah, but at my age, and and everybody who works on the car, and we're all over sixty years of age, it takes us two and a half days to change oh. out an engine in that car, ah. and that's in a shop with a lift and an engine hoist and everything else. If it you. breaks, we just. We know we go down and have a pitcher of beer and go to sleep. Okay. Well, you were telling me earlier too that you still have a nine uh, eleven that you bought back in the seventies. I actually yeah, I bought that. it in seventy one, brand new. Still have it. Okay. Tell us about that car a little bit. That's got some uh, interesting history. Well, I bumped it up to two seven with Weber's, mm-hmm. and uh, my friend George Drolsom, who used to race in IMSA, put a whale tail on his, so I got the aluminum and glass deck lid and a spoiler on the front, and then. Peter Gregg had some 911R wheels, which are special 7-inch offsets, which give it a little bit of a stance and attitude. Got those on it, and it's just, it's just a nice old car. You know, it, uh, you take care of them, they last. I've had the car 41 years. Wow. Now, have you ever had that car featured at uh, Amelia Island? No, it's a driver. It's a driver? Okay. Yeah, now, if we did anything, when we did Cannonball last year, we I would have hauled it out, but I just decided not to. Okay. Speaking of Cannonball, now you we talked about this last year on the show, too. You ran the Cannonball race. Uh ran the 75 Cannonball from uh, the Red Ball Garage in New York to the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, California. And then uh, four of us, George Drolson, Dick Street, and Ennis Ireland, did the first one lap of America, uh, where we went from Darien, Connecticut, to uh, Boston, Detroit, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Diego, El Paso, San Antonio, New Orleans, Miami, Jacksonville, Richmond, and back to... Uh, Darien, one complete lap of the United States, and uh, we did it in a Hertz Unlimited Mileage Lincoln Town Car. We we picked up from Kennedy Airport at thirty nine bucks a day. <laughs> Any good stories? Come on, let's hear some stories. Oh, yeah, we need some stories. Come funny. on. How about <laughs> we, what? We oh. picked up a brand new five hundred mile Lincoln Town Car. I guess the statutes of limitation have gone by on this because this was nineteen eighty three. And we took it up to Bill Mitchell's race shop, and Walter Hayes, who was president of Ford at that time, sent us uh, heavy-duty springs and shocks and sway bars, and we took the bumper guards off and mounted big lights on it. And then we did one lap in the United States, came back, and the next morning took it all apart and took it back to Hertz. And they were really nice. They said, well, Mr. Warner, 500 miles out, 10,160 in. You had it eight days at 39 bucks a day. You know, you owe us 320 bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That wasn't bad. They were good. I mean, they were really good about it. I think we, our team personally destroyed the unlimited mileage clause in there, all these contracts. Now. Well, now, when you ran, did you, you only ran the Cannonball one time, or did you run it twice? Well, I ran the, 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 the original Cannonball, the, 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 the race 
from New York to L.A. once, and then right. the, the one lap of America, once, okay. which was called a cannonball one lap of America. So when you ran the first one, what were you driving then? Was it Lincoln also? The Porsche. Or? Oh, the Porsche. Uh, my, my 71 Porsche. We put a... Uh, back in those days, many of the Porsches didn't have uh, fuel cells. They had uh, big uh, PVC tanks in them. So my friend George Drolsom, who sold me the deck lid, had put a fuel cell in his car, so I bought the, the tank and put a 31-gallon gas tank in the car. Okay, and how'd that do? Any interesting stories on the way out there in the Porsche? Well, it would go over 600 miles, but our bladders wouldn't. You know, that was we, we had overlooked that fact that the car oh, would okay. go farther than we could. Yeah, we, we got out to Oklahoma, and we had a... Um, a list of everybody who was on the cannonball and their CB handles, and I had I went by the handle of uh, Captain Marvel. So we're we're running along, and I hear a guy call me and I uh, asked him where he was, and he said he's at the asked me where I was. I said, "Well, we're at the 62 mile marker." He says, "We're at the 64." I said, well, "Gee, uh, we'll speed that up a little bit." We were west of Oklahoma City, we're on about a hundred, and I said, "Well, we're at the 64. Where are you?" He says, "We're at the 66." I said, golly, he's going pretty fast. It was a Ford van. I said, that was a pretty fast Ford van. So we step it up to about 115. I said, we're at the 66. Where are you? He said, we're at the 68. He was always two miles in front of us. Well, it turns out he was a quarter of a mile behind us telling us he was two miles in front, knowing <laughs> that we'd take off after him. And if anybody got caught, it would be us. Oh, so he had you run an interference. That's what he did. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, the only the only way we figured it out was his, his radio signal was getting weaker and weaker as we were pulling away. <laughs> now, when you guys did that, how generally? Okay, so he was let's say a quarter of a mile or within a few miles of you. How about the other yeah. guys that were competing with you? Did they? Um, how far apart? I mean, what kind of distances did you guys have? We well, see we left five minutes apart. Okay, uh, it's from the Red Ball Garage, and you chose your own route. Oh, okay. And we chose the wrong route. We went the southern route down through Knoxville, Tennessee, and across. The the best route was to go through Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Ohio, and down to Oklahoma City. It was about 150 miles shorter. But we were avoiding weather and, and then the highway patrols in Ohio and Indiana who knew we were coming. It's a terrible thing for a Rotarian and an ex-Air Force officer to admit, right, that we are <laughs> racing on public roads. You'll probably get phone calls and nasty letters. But. Okay. So we went, the, we went the southern route, and all the routes came together in Oklahoma, and there were like, oh, 20 of us running. So the chances of running, in, not literally, but running into one of the other competitors after Oklahoma City was, was pretty, uh, you know, it was uh, uh, Slim. fairly reasonable to oh. do that. Okay, so you would run into each other. Well, now, that, so you basically came down and you just went, oh, that's 40 that runs through Knoxville, right? Yeah. It runs all the way. Now, Judy Stropa, she was on my show last year. Was she in the same race that year as you? Um, she was uh, the year before. She was okay. in the Cadillac uh, uh, limousine sponsored by the Wright Bra Company. Okay. And, and, and Judy will be reluctant to admit it, but her co-driver rolled the car, the only car to have an accident on all of the cannonballs was driven by a team of women. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> well, we won't bring that up because she's well, probably Donna listening. Donna Mae Mims, who was one of the, a really good race driver, was, was, she was sleeping in the back seat with her helmet on, and the lady who rolled the car had no experience uh, driving high speeds and uh, kind of dozed off and rolled off the road, and they had a, a, a little portable toilet in the back seat, too. So that, oh. that, that <laughs> was not a pleasant uh, excursion. <laughs> excursion. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, back to Amelia Island. Anything yeah. uh, you tell me earlier, too, because we were talking about music and stuff like that. Your, your, your functions, your capacity, as far as, I mean, you pick out... Um, 
you know, you you, t- you take care of all the advertising, you pick out all the music, you pick out. Uh, yeah. What are some of the other uh, entertainment uh, or some of the other things that you do that uh, are like your little babies there that have to do with Amelia Island? You know, your little your little your, your special projects that you do. Oh uh, well, we got a team of five people that work year round on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my uh, strong suit is picking the classes and getting the cars. And we have a lady in charge of marketing and a, a, a business manager and a lady that does uh, uh, the entrant liaison. But we got about seven really terrific full-time volunteers who come in. We're a foundation. We're a 501c3, and we raise funds for uh, for a, hospice? a community hospice and okay. spina bifida and the Navy Marine Corps Relief Fund and a, a program for Christmas shopping for underprivileged children. So um, we're a foundation that our sole purpose is to put on this show every year. That's super. That's great. Now, the other thing, too, I was going to ask you is, like, the one of the car that I think is going to be there this year is that Etzel Ford Roadster. That yeah. cost, now, tell us a story about that car. Did, didn't you at one point in time own that car or found that car? I owned it for nine years. Uh, I had been aware of the car for about 20 years, and I knew it was somewhere in Deland, Florida, but didn't know where. And my friend Michael Lamb, a writer, uh, a noted writer, remembered the guy's name. And I Googled his name and called him, and I said, would you bring the car to Amelia? And he said, I don't want to bring it to Amelia. I want to sell it. And so that afternoon I was down there and it took me three trips, but finally bought the car, and I kept it nine years. It was an all-aluminum boat tail speedster built in 1934 and designed by Bob Gregory, the chief designer of Ford, for Edsel Ford. And uh, the car's been restored now. When I got it, it was original and had some patina, but it was it was reasonable. You know, I drove it a lot. Drove it down to Daytona and back one day and beat myself to death in it. Well, now, I remember that car, Daytona. Wasn't that car red at one point in time? Yeah. And there was... Uh, originally, it was uh, pearlescent gray. Okay. And, and then when it was in California in the 40s, it was painted uh, red. Okay. And when I found it, it was red. Now it's been returned to pearlescent gray again. How is it that the guy in DeLand wound up with the car? He saw it on a used car lot in Panama City, Florida, and bought it for 600 bucks about 1958, 59. Oh, my gosh. Do you have the history of that car? What's what's the, yeah. the I mean, since from the time that Etzel Ford, now he evidently, what as the story goes, he went to Europe, saw some cars over there, and decided to have this built personally for him. Is that kind of the way the yeah, story he goes? he came back from a trip to Europe, and Bob Gregory was head of design. Okay. Um, he lived nearby St. Augustine when he died uh, a few years back, but Bob... Uh, Edsel Ford and Bob Gregory had a great relationship, and Edsel was a man of exceptional taste. And he came back to Gregory and says, I want a car that has a continental look. He'd been to some shows in Europe. So they did a 32 Ford boat tail, but it was full size. And Edsel said, I like it, but I'd like something lower and sleeker. And that's when they built uh, the car I owned, which was called a Continental Series 2. The, the 32 with Series 1, 34 Series 2. And then in 1938-39, Bob Gregory designed the original Lincoln Continental, which was essentially the third in the series. And Edsel had that car. He loved that Speedster. He, he, he kept it till his death in 43. And it was sold and ended up in California. And at some point in time was at Coachcraft in, on, Menlo, on, on uh, Melrose in uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not quite sure of the full ownership back then. Some people thought Keenan Wynn owned it at one time, the actor. Um, then it was sold to a guy named Alexander, who 
and it passed through Atlanta and ended up at this used car lot in Panama City, Florida. Wow. Oh. That's an amazing story. That's And you know, it's, it's hard to believe that uh, that something like that, that what actually got out of the Ford family. That's the part that boggles my mind. When I hear some of these cars, you know, they were, well, this car was once owned by, you know, a Ford executive or a Fisher body or for, you know, Mr. Chrysler or something like that. And then they wind up in these obscure locations somewhere anywhere, you know, USA. And then lo and behold, fortunately, nothing seriously happened to them. And then they wind up in the hands of collectors, which is great. So that car will be there this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure That's will super. be returning. It's been it's been at Amelia uh, two times before when I owned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it on display, uh, not for judging or anything, but just to have it on display. But it's going to be um, uh, pre-war sports cars is what we have it in the class it's in, and we're going to feature it in a in a little parade up front in the morning. So, uh, you know, it's at the uh, Edsel and the Eleanor Ford House in uh, uh, Gross Point now, which is where it should be. That's where it. That's where it lived when it was new, from 1934 to 1943. Wow, you got. We got a couple minutes left. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners about uh, Amelia Island? Anything special? One more well, thing. Well, we, we want to... it to be fun for people. Okay. We, we don't want to be too pretentious. Like this year, there was a wonderful cartoonist named Stan Mott who designed the, the Cyclops and the Pignatelli, which were cartoon cars. They never mm-hmm. existed. Did it first. Road and Track magazine. So we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Pignatelli uh, 46 years early. You know, we'd like to do some tongue in cheek things and have some fun. And we've got Stan Mott coming over from Germany. He's 80 years old now and still, still does cartoons. If you come to Amelia, even if you don't like cars, you'll have fun. You know, there's artwork, there's music, there's, but mostly it's the cars, cars, cars. And you'll see drivers who are your heroes. Johnny Rutherford will be here, Vic Elford, Brian Redman, Hurley Haywood, Jim Hall, you know, oh, yeah. Chaparral fame, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Gerard LaRousse, who co-drove with Vic at Sebring. So it's as much about people as it is about cars. That's what makes the and show. And see Barry McGuire, too. He'll and Barry McGuire will be there. Yes, he's been on my show. He's been a guest. Hey, is Carol Shelby doing better, and is he going to make it there? Well, you know, I got a call today. He's doing a lot better. Is he? That's super. Uh, he was. It was dodgy. He, he got pneumonia at SEMA, and then he fell and cracked three ribs, and he'd been in and out of the hospital, and he was in intensive care for a while. But I caught a call today from Rob Myers up at RM, says, and I got an email from Cleo, his wife, yesterday, mm-hmm. saying he's all the vital signs are strong. He's doing well. We don't know if he'll be here or not. He he told me his birthday was three weeks ago, and I talked to him, and he says, "Bill, I'm going to be there." And I said, "Okay, Carol, but you just you just worry about yourself and get better." So, if he is, that's great. If he isn't, we'll we'll still celebrate the the genius of of Carol Shelby and the Cobra. He's quite a guy. I tell you, what, he is quite a guy. Well, he's been on my show before. He's probably my. I, I don't like to use the term hero, but he's as close to a hero as you can possibly get. I mean, I'm just a real, I'm one of the state reps for the Shelby Club, so I love those cars. But, and him, I think he's great, but he's done a great job too for the United States. World Champion, World Manufacturers Championship in 1965, the only American made car company that's ever done that. But anyway, Bill, we're just about out of time. I want to thank my guest, Bill Warner, the founder of Amelia Island Concourse d'Elegance. It's next weekend. It's in two weeks, right? A week and a half from now, actually. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, you have to, and I don't sleep at night now. Okay. Until, so it's the, the 9th. 9th, 10th, and 11th of March. Everybody, I want to see everybody there. Bill, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. We will see you up there at Amelia Island. Everybody else, I want you guys to drive careful, stay safe. Thanks for tuning in. Love your family. Bill, stick around for a few minutes. I want to see if I can get you to do a promo for me. Sure. Okay, hang on. But anybody everybody else, oh yeah, don't forget, next Tuesday at 2 o'clock, Beach Rock Radio, okay? And Friday night, 11 o'clock, Cedric.
Okay, and Beach Rock Radio. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Take care.